as someone who surfs, something we often say is if you don't go, you won't know. It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It's brilliant to have you tuning in. So thank you for choosing us to listen to today. It's March as we put these live at any rate, which means it's time again for the annual B Corp month. And this year we are getting involved. Now, whilst my business isn't a B Corp, I'm always intrigued by this business badge of sustainability honour. What does it mean? Why do businesses do it? Why do e-commerce stores do it? Is it worth the effort? Can it make a difference to your sales? And so many more questions about it all. So to mark B Corp month throughout March, we are going to be publishing episodes to do with B Corp to help you work out should you set your business on the path of becoming a B Corp and what does it mean once you are? We are talking, going to be talking to a mix of brands who are, who are working on becoming one. And I'm also going to be joined by a specialist who knows how to become a B Corp because they've been helping lots of businesses undertake that journey. In this episode, we're starting with one of our past guests whose business is a B Corp and has been for several years now. And she's going to be talking to us about why they decided to do it, what the process looks like, and also how... The process of staying B Corp is helping them make their business better in oh so many ways. Loads of great ideas coming up as we go into this episode. So please make sure you listen right to the very end of the episode so you don't miss out on any of my guest top tips. Yes, we are still doing the normal top tips. So there'll be the traffic tip, the book tip, the growth tip and the tool tip. And there's some brilliant answers coming up from my guest. I know because I've already recorded it. So make sure you stay tuned to the end so you don't miss the top tips and also my own take on this episode. Do you have stock in your warehouse you desperately need to turn back into cash? Do you want to know how you can sell more stock at full price? Do you want to leverage your stock to improve your profits, cash flow and environmental impact? then it's time to get your free ticket to our brand new virtual event. This time, we're tackling the problem of overstocks, both how to avoid them and how to clear them. Just use our short link ecmp.info forward slash summit to get your free ticket. And to answer the number one most asked question, will replays be available, Chloe? Why, yes, replays will be available to everyone who has signed up. So sign up and then you can watch at your convenience. Just use our short link ecmp.info forward slash summit to get your free ticket. That's ecmp, short for e-commerce master plan, dot info forward slash summit to get your free ticket today. And now to introduce today's special guest. Faye Trefry is Head of Growth and a Director at the multi-award winning Green and Blue, a company of designers, creators and innovators who create products to help wildlife, selling to consumers and trade via their Shopify site. They launched in 2005 and in 2022, they helped their customers create 5,998 havens for wildlife. Hello, Faye. Hi, Chloe. Lovely to chat to you again. Great to have you back on the show. I I love what you guys do. I like watching what you do and often use some of your stuff in my presentations. It's always nice to catch it up. 
How have thi- things been since our last podcast, which was May 2018? Oh, it's a few things have changed in the world since then, aren't there? <laughs> just, just a couple. I can't think of any of them right now. No. I think there has been some big stuff. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, there is the uh, the thing that shall not be named has happened since then. Um, and I would say... Which one's that? <laughs> uh, the one that involved us staying in our houses a lot. Oh, that one. <laughs> Working from <laughs> cupboards and wardrobes and things like that, um, which certainly presented both challenges and opportunities to us as a business but we certainly actually were one of the lucky companies who saw good growth during that time I think people being outside in their gardens more realizing the solace that was found in sort of a walk outside or watching birds and connecting with nature I know it's something that's been covered a lot in the media but certainly for us it resulted in an increase in our sort of um, traffic and sales so there was yeah positives that came out of was yeah quite a time (laughs) yeah and the team's grown to 10 people since we spoke last as well so yeah a lovely sort of team environment and things are good so great to hear that that you were riding that wave of both the online boom and people's increased interest in nature and gardening as well so I think you'd better tell us a little bit about your product before we go any further how is it that you're helping people create spaces for wildlife? Uh, So as a company, we design and make a range of products for wildlife. So that's a mixture of bird feeders, bird houses, homes for solitary bees, uh, roosts for bats. So a kind of complete range of nature and products that are designed to either hang in the garden or if you're building, these can actually be built into the framework of a home. So looking at making homes havens for wildlife is our mission. Excellent. And obviously everyone who's listening is going, okay, cool. Well, it makes total sense why they become a B Corp because they're very embedded in the world of sustainability, the world of wildlife, the world of nature. But what was it, I guess, when did Green and Blue become a B Corp and why? So we certified in late November 2018, not long after we sort of spoke last time. So we've recertified in 2021. When we first came across the whole B Corp movement, it was a talk here in Cornwall by a company called Finisterre, and they were announcing to the room that they'd become a B Corp, and we hadn't heard of it before. And you know you get those kind of light bulb moments when we heard them talking about what it was and what it meant and the values it implied. It was, you know, this moment of, oh my God, we need to look into that and find out what it is in this kind of world where suddenly every tv advert you watch is saying oh we're green we're sustainable it felt like you need the next layer you need the outside proof you don't you know we can't necessarily rely on saying we're sustainable you need something transparent to kind of prove it and for us b corp ticked all of those boxes it is i think one of the most solid proof marks that you can get in the sustainability place so maybe we'll come on to that in a minute but I think there's just a couple of things we need to to get into of what you just said first off Finisterre everyone listening Finisterre are based in Cornwall where both me and Faye are and they are the Finisterre the big fashion company the awesome one that you've all heard of that is who we're talking about absolutely if you're thinking if you think it's like some pub around the corner it's not we are meaning (laughs) that Finisterre (laughs) and then you mentioned certifying and recertifying. Can you just explain, let's go back to proper basics. 
what's certifying and what's recertifying? Yeah, so to become a B Corp, you go through an assessment process and that is your certification process. So you, it's an online um, assessment that you can access and anybody can access that for completely free, no commitment. And that is this huge questionnaire that shines a light on every aspect of your business. And in order to certify, you need to reach over 81 points. And I think when they look at it as an average, the average business in the UK is at 52 points, for example. So being B Corp certified is about hitting that benchmark and then moving beyond it. So once you certify, every three years, you have to then recertify. So it's not something that you do, you put in a box and go, well, that's great, all done. Every three years, you then, when you can do it more often, should you choose, but you work back through that assessment. So you're constantly sort of checking back and looking to improve. Nice. So it's quite nice that it's a three-year one, isn't it? Because it means there's space to make progress, but it's not like you have to do it every year. Yeah, it is quite, it feels like quite a nice time. And I think it gives you a lot of time to learn, to implement change, to kind of really make profound change rather than just, I think once a year, it would be pretty tokenistic. Are we not going to get too deep into how to certify and how the whole process works? Because we're going to have a, a specialist in that coming on in another one of the episodes. So no one's going, can we get into the detail? Don't worry, guys, we're, <laughs> we're going to be getting there. But you mentioned it's a free form. So what's the What's the basic cost of becoming a B Corp? Is there a, a fee you have to pay? Do you have to pay someone to help you? What can it look like? There's different approaches in terms of, at a very basic level. Yes, there's a fee once you submit for certification and that's based on your turnover. So there's a kind of varying fee that you pay annually. And as I say, that's based on your turnover. The other commitment then is time. So you could go down a consultancy route. You could have a company that sort of support you through it. You'd have your consultancy fees. Otherwise, you have to commit sort of whatever budget you commit as a business for somebody to work through the impact assessment, for somebody to, or, you know, ideally your whole team to look at testing and measuring, reporting. So I think, you know, I guess scale will have a massive impact on how much budget you need. We're quite lucky as a small company to it not be as challenging as it might be for somebody like, coca-cola <laughs> yes wow that would be an achievement wouldn't it, it would. um, but we can access the survey to get our points to see where we sit for free and then it's when we submit to get our logo to get all the rest of it that's the point at which we pay the money so it's so quite easy to go and explore yeah exactly certainly at this stage i don't know whether that is up for change or not but certainly at this stage you can access what they call the impact assessment you know, you have people who are thinking, oh, I don't want to do it. It's so much work. Actually, just go and use that as a tool in your business while you still can, while it's there as a free resource. It shines a light on things that you might not have considered doing, but you're not committing and saying, I need to put six months of work into this. You know, it could just be a really useful tool. We should also say B Corp is an all-encompassing piece, isn't it? It's not, it's not just about your carbon or the greenhouse effect and it's not just about your product it's about everything in the business and about everything that is encompassed I guess under the word sustainability I mean under the word business it's yeah it's your everything it's what you do with your profit it's how you look after your people how your policies support everything you say it's you know from putting a hippo water saver in the toilet to having a great bereavement policy to where your waste goes to how you talk to customers it's so all-encompassing 
Okay, before we go, end up going deep into that, <laughs> you mentioned the magic words impact assessments, which is the kind of the, the key thing I wanted to talk to you about because you've just gone through the process of doing this again for Green and Blue. And am I right in saying that the the impact assessment is both the tool on the B Corp website to tick your boxes and do your survey and, and all that kind of see guys I'm gonna get all the words wrong. Faye is grinning <laughs> at me right now by ticking the boxes um lingo. But it, it's the tool on the website, but it's also something that you've created internally to share with others, isn't it? As a certified B Corp, if you're a limited company, you then have to produce something called an impact report once a year. So this kind of sits outside your impact assessment and it's down to you to kind of pick out the information that you want to then share with your community, with the team at B Corp about your impact. So the way we look at it is, you know, this is us really focusing in on our impact on the world and reporting on it. We share it there with, we will then share it with our customers, with the B Corp community. Um, but if you look at a company like Finisterre or certified B Corps like Origin Coffee, you can find their impact reports on their website and they're a great snapshot into a company. In fact, another great resource for companies interested in sustainability. Oh yeah, I guess if you, if you see a B Corp and like, oh, I wonder how they've done that the first place mm. to go would be the impact report that you should be able to find on their website. So it's, it's kind of B Corp making you be transparent about what you're doing, but also actively communicate it with people what you're doing. Exactly that. We, um, I know you and I have talked before about sharing inspiration and sharing the things that you do and those kind of how those conversations can add up to big change. I think impact reporting is that basically, look, we've done this in our business have you thought about doing this? So I think it's, um, yeah, it's a really nice way to to tie up all those ideas and those changes in a nice looking document. <laughs> now, nice looking, you know, I think almost all the ones I've ever seen, they're pretty, aren't they? This isn't a spreadsheet or a dull word document. This is something which is is designed to be attractive to the reader that you want to look at it that it wants to get the message across so it's it's quite a marketing exercise isn't it once you you're putting it all together yeah absolutely i mean i guess ultimately in a way becoming b corp certified producing an impact report report it is part of marketing as much as it's you know your heart and your core and your values it's also a way of saying look at us and these are true values so it is another tool to kind of to spread that and who wants to put anything out there that doesn't look very nice <laughs> if you're a business who should be becoming a b corp who sees the benefits of it then you're ready and wanting to shout it from the trees so this is a good good part of that so how do you go about creating it because you're doing the assessment once every three years but you're creating this report once every year so how do you how does that assist that process look so it's um i mean it's a great time to ask because this is actually our first impact report because we only became a limited company quite recently for the sort of previous 17 years that we've been running we were a sole trader so this was the first time we actually have produced one and so it's been a great learning curve um it's been for us it's been a fantastic way to bring all the team together and to sort of to take this forward as a team so we've run lots of sessions throughout our team kind of looking at what sets them on fire what's the parts of our impact that they really connect with because if they're connecting with it the chances are that our audience will so we kind of looked at splitting it into 
key areas. We looked at a lot of B, um, not B, sorry, impact assessments that were out there already, um, you know, what resonated with us and kind of use that as a starting point to then to build ours out into something that, I mean, a, an impact assessment can be anything from five pages to a hundred pages. So you could sort of put a lot in there or you could put what you feel might be a feasible amount to expect or think customers might want to sit and read. Plenty of scope in there. Just for our international listeners, just so you, you get this, sole trader and limited company are two legal statuses a business can have here in the UK. And sole trader has fewer legislation around it and limited companies a lot more legislation around it hence (laughs) why b corp have put those levels in i I would assume into their process let's not get on that rabbit hole (laughs) whole different podcast oh yeah whole different (laughs) podcast and utterly irrelevant to a huge number of our listeners as well so we'll don't worry guys we'll just stop you from wondering what on earth we were talking about there but what it strikes me is that this is it's not a chore for the business. It's, it strikes me that this has been a great tool for bringing the team together in the creation of it. So a great internal marketing tool, internal team building tool, internal assessment tool, I suppose. And then the way you're, you're talking about using it, it then becomes a marketing tool, a way of communicating with your stakeholders. Obviously, you sell to a lot of trade organisations. So to communicate with them, to communicate back to the B Corp community. So... It seems to deliver on many, many levels for you. Yeah, so I think for us, kind of the putting it together, as I say, really brought the team together. There was a lot of joy there and a lot of conversations that started that have struck further bodies of work. We're now going to have sort of impact report meetings once a month. So as much as the assessment you revisit every three years, this you produce every year. And actually, it's a way of breaking down the assessment tool into something that's more workable, because I think people connect with impact more than assessment. So, you know, how can we reduce our impact here or increase our impact there? It's quite emotive. Um, So certainly internally, it already feels like a really useful tool. And then, as you say, externally, it's a way to bring all of the things we say together into one nice document that can go to the next developer that we're talking to who needs to check where we fit into their sustainability policy. So this is something you're going to be sharing with your suppliers as well as your customers in all their shapes and sizes. Yeah, absolutely. For us, it's sort of, it's a document that has relevance to all of the markets, all of our internal, external customers, everyone. I guess the with the aim being that you inspire them to do better, but also help them understand what it means to be working with with green and blue is that right yeah exactly it sets our stall out so this we are green and blue this is how we consider our impact this is what's important to us these are some changes that we've made have you thought about doing things like this so i know you and i have connected previously on linkedin around banking and there's things like that that you put out there and you have 20 businesses you say oh my god i've never thought about the fact that my banking could have such a massive effect on planet and sustainability and equally in here you know water saving measures that a company might not have considered so it's yeah it's sparking change as well as setting out the stool for what's important to us And one of the things which we've been talking about a fair amount here on the podcast is this idea of active transparency and not hiding your light under a bushel. So even if you're not perfect, you should be talking about it. So I'm guessing 
as well as saying we're doing great here, we're doing great here, we're doing great here, the report also has elements of we haven't made progress in here, this is what we're wanting to do. So it, it is going, we're not perfect yet, but this is what, what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, perfection is pretty demotivating, I think, isn't it? <laughs> <Yes>. so, <laughs> so yeah, it is that that warts and all, you know, we have a section in it called unfinished business. And that's where we lean to these are the things that we want to do more at. But I think also, as a team, kind of within our monthly sessions, it's like, well, where are, where are we at with this guys? Oh, this isn't as good as we want it to be. But we can all talk about that really honestly. And we have something to focus those conversations around. And we know where we, you know, like, our, we give the team volunteer days, and take ups really low. And this has shone a light on that. And now we've got a head of volunteering within the team who's going to sort of take that forward and come up with ideas to kind of get everybody on board. So it's, yeah, it's definitely not about, oh, look, everything's glossy and perfect. It's about this is where we are. What, you know, could you come with us on this journey? <laughs> I, I love that phrase, unfinished business. I, I love both the fact not only are you being transparent about it, but this isn't the last bullet point on each page. This is a section within the report that goes, we haven't done this yet, but with the <laughs> awesome title, Unfinished Business. I think that's that's such a great way of getting it across because it immediately suggests we are tackling this and we know where some of our gaps are. Such a, a brilliant phrase phrase to be using. So, um, so congrats on that one. Now, Thanks. <laughs> um, we've talked, we've got quite focused on some key areas of the world of B Corp, but is there for anyone who is thinking about taking that B Corp journey, have you got one key piece of information for them on how to make it really worthwhile for their business? I mean, I think when it comes to advice on B Corp, the main thing that I always say is to just go for it. I think so many companies we've spoken to who are considering it have sort of said, oh, I don't know if we've got the time or I don't know if we've got the budget. And those are all super valid concerns. I'm not belittling those by any means. But as someone who surfs, something we often say is if you don't go, you won't know. I think it applies very much the same to the impact assessment. If you don't give it a go, you won't know if it's right for you or if it's going to take you a long time or not. So, yeah, I would say apply that mantra and give it a try. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. This episode is brought to you by Tidio, the top-rated customer service platform on Shopify. Tidio enables you to manage all your communication channels in one dashboard, making it super easy for your support team to handle all customer inquiries. Tidio AI helps you automate more than 40% of support responses and increases your sales by recommending products and offering discounts to your website visitors. Increase customer satisfaction and sales with personalised shopping experiences. Visit ecmp.info forward slash Tidio, that's T-I-D-I-O, and start using Tidio now. Plus, get an exclusive discount for e-commerce masterplan podcast listeners by using the promo code masterplan. If you're looking to understand business beyond the e-commerce specifics, Business Brain is a podcast definitely worth listening to. Dave Hamilton and Shannon Jean come to you each week to talk through what it takes to successfully run a small business in today's world. 
They draw on their own experience and chat with other real world folks about real world problems, letting you know not only what it takes to get it done, but that you're not alone in doing it. Business Brain covers topics like action-oriented leadership, hiring your first employee, ADHD and owning a business. Dave, Shannon and the Business Brain community are there to help you. Start engaging and learning with Business Brain at businessbrain.show or wherever you listen to your podcast. That's businessbrain.show. Visit today and if you tell them I sent you, you'll get a free gift of their book, We Love Mistakes. It's time for the Top Tips Round. Now, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So, Faye, are you ready again? Because we did this last time. Um, (laughs) Are you you ready for the top tips? I am. And I've managed to come up with different ones because I think I've got older, wiser and a bit more chilled. (laughs) (laughs) Intriguing. Okay. We'll see. Um, The book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? So I am going with two books. I think I might have done this last time. I can only (laughs) apologise. But I would recommend either Feral by George Monbiot or Wilding by Isabella Tree. And they're not business books, but I think it's imperative that businesses connect with nature, with the crisis that the planet's facing and really think about what's important. And so to me, to spend a bit of time off switching off from your business and thinking about planet is only going to support the world becoming a better place. Oh, definitely. And um, (laughs) as we discover time and time again, every step you take to make the world a better place tends to support your business too in this day and age. So uh, loving those two. Uh, Okay, the traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? So for us, for us, even it's very much about niche. So I think as a business, our niche is so clear that it cuts through so much noise. Um, It means our messages are always clear. We don't sort of, yeah, we don't dilute them with saying silly things (laughs) always. Um, But yeah, so just being very clear about your niche just makes a world of difference. It does just make life so much easier, so much easier. (laughs) Um, So yeah, guys, get focused on that niche or niche for our American listeners. Uh, (laughs) The tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? So I would say on this, it's not a digital tool, it's real life. And I think for us over the last couple of years, probably post COVID, we've introduced a couple of weekly I don't want to call them meetings, but I also don't want to call them huddles. Um, But we have two weekly sessions where we come together. The Thursday one we call What's the Buzz? And it's an opportunity for the team to get together. There might be updates about the business or we might, one of the team might share a skill with the rest of the team. Like We've got a dancer in the team and she's led a dance workshop. We've had clay making. And it's just an opportunity for us to be together, to learn, to each other better to develop trust and I think that's one of the most useful things that we've sort of done as a team. It delivers on so many levels if you've kind of structured time to be together that isn't about what's what's happening now what's on the to-do list what are we supposed to be delivering today 
even if it's just half an hour within the working day once once or twice a week yeah it doesn't have to be everyone has to go out for dinner on xyz night it can be something really simple so i love that one love a real world tip (laughs) okay the growth top tip then if you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1000 what would be your number one tip for them probably won't come as a complete surprise that I'm going to say purpose. So I think in this day and age, just because you can do something doesn't mean necessarily that you should. So I think anybody who's looking at the scale of growth, think really hard about what impact that's having on the world. Is it going to make the world a bit better? And those are the kind of really searching questions we need to ask before we make decisions these days. So purpose. Yes totally agree and um as i'm as we're recording this underneath where your video screen written on on little sticky notes uh stuck to my computer screen is the question is this going to make the world better for other people's kids which is not my phrase it's a bloody brilliant phrase but it's not mine it's from cressy from elvis and cressy who is oh, a fantastic amazing woman um and words to live by i think so um so yeah yeah absolutely loving that answer faye thank you now before we say goodbye for anyone who wants more bees and wildlife in their garden (laughs) how can they um find you how can they find green and blue uh please let us know yeah absolutely well our website is greenandblue.co.uk and then you can find us across social media platforms um we are either green and blue or green and blue uk and you can connect with me on LinkedIn. There you go, everyone. Simple as that. Faye, thank you so much for coming back on the show and helping us understand the ins and outs of some of the B Corp benefits. Uh, It's been lovely chatting with you. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Likewise. Thank you for having me, Chloe. Lovely to chat to you. So lots of interesting insight there from Faye. And I think for me, the big piece that's kind of implicit across all we were talking about is how choosing to become a B Corp is probably something that's going to feel like a natural part of your business's journey. It's probably not going to be the we were heading towards direction A and now we're going to switch to head towards direction B, but maybe it is. Maybe it's the it's the way you're going to reformat your business. But I think it's the natural step on the journey of what you're already doing. And then it's giving them so many tools to both help accelerate that journey within their business and to also share what they're doing in a meaningful way and an easy to understand way with all their stakeholders from staff to suppliers to customers to trade customers and other people in the B Corp community. So I thought it was a really interesting look into how it's not just do it and you do it for the sake of doing it it's do it and there are so many benefits it brings to the business so lovely to catch up with Faye there you can get your hands on the notes from today's episode including the top tips and links to what we've mentioned by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or go to ecmp.info forward slash episode number and you can put that into the url bar with any of our episode numbers and it will take you straight to the correct page on the website once you get to the website make sure you add yourself to our email list because then you won't miss out on any of the many other things I share to help you improve your business 
And if you liked this episode, then make sure you've bookmarked our page all about B Corps because we've interviewed a lot of B Corps over the years. And we've com- we've put all of those, all the ones I can work out are B Corps anyway, because I didn't always ask. We've put all of those episodes onto one page of the website, which you can find at ecmp.info forward slash B Corp. And stick around for the rest of this month, because this is... International B Corp Month and all month we will be sharing episodes featuring information about B Corps and featuring e-commerce brands who either are like Faye and Green and Blue or are thinking about becoming and are on the journey to becoming B Corps. So thank you all for tuning into this and every episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new one of these interviews every single week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners to succeed and thrive with their businesses, which of course includes progressing along the path to sustainability and carbon net zero. So if you know someone this show can help, please tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. I hope you have a great week and don't forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast. It's time to get your free ticket to our brand new virtual event. This time we're tackling the problem of overstocks, both how to avoid them and how to clear them. So take control of your stock to improve profits, cash flow and lower your carbon footprint. Just use our short link ecmp.info forward slash summit to get your free ticket.